This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you, Sid. Welcome, everyone, to Messianic Vision. Our guest today is Dr. Clarice Fluitt. She's been with us before, and I know you're going to be so glad that she's joined us again today. Clarice, welcome to Messianic Vision. Thank you, Donna. It's a joy to have the opportunity and the privilege to speak to this marvelous audience that you have. Well, thank you for being here. And you know what, Clarice? I always ask our guests, you know, what's God showing you right now? You know, what's going on right now with you? And uh, one of the things that you you told me is tremendous. It was about the reformation of the church. Can you tell our listeners about that quickly? Well, it's very interesting. You know, we begin to talk about revival. Lord, let there be revival. And this year, on October the 31st, 2017, we'll be celebrating the 500th birthday of the Protestant Reformation. Yes. Reformation of the church. And what we have to have in revival, it means to relife something that once was. And the church must be relifed with fresh fire that our God is a consuming fire, and we begin to look, say, we're made in his image and likeness, and the perpetual fire of God had always, in the Old Testament, had to stay on the altar. And now our hearts are the altar of God. There needs to be that perpetual fire of God igniting the praise, the worship, the, the faith of God in the church. Yes. See the church being relifed. And in the midst of that, there will be a reformation of the structure, and you will see that the church, to a great extent, not to take my words apart from my spirit, I love the church, but I have seen so much mixture in the church, per se, where you see, well, we're going to peacefully coexist with things that are obviously scripturally um, departing from what we have known that the Lord would say. So I see the, the vision, the opening up, the provider, is that he is opening the eyes to particularly the millennial generation that they've gotten such a, uh, people say, oh, you know, they're just so into expecting everything to be given to them, and they have the attitude of uh, just superindulgence. I see that generation of young men and women coming alive and being just absolutely firebrands for God. He maketh his ministers as flames of fire. So I see the greatest, most amazing awakening and Holy Ghost revival. You know, I'm a candidate of the 1970 charismatic renewal. Yes. I I know what that meant, but I believe this is going to be exceedingly abundantly above anything we've ever seen, both young men and old men together, seeing the goodness of the Lord all over the world. To the degree that we have known chaos and limitation, we will know order and the fire of God changing people, not just rearranging, but changing. You hear of all these terrible, terrible things that are going to mass shootings and killings, and every day the, the news is really trying to tell us how bad things are. But in the midst of that, there is a God that is turning things around and says, all right, devil, you've got your day, but in the fullness of the time, God is shaking and awakening the church. 
I do not believe that the things that we see is a judgment that God is putting on our nation. Mm-hmm. My concept is he's already judged everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So the church needs to start saying the positive, excited, agree with God. Who will agree with God? And I believe we'll be talking about that a lot today, too. Yes, I think we will. I want to agree with God. How about you, Paul? Um, And now you told me one other thing before we get into our topic today. I just can't let this I can't let this go before we uh, talk about it. Uh, You said that you are continuing to have dreams and visions about all kinds of creative miracles. Oh, well, you know, those that are familiar with my story that uh, I had a child that got her finger cut off to the second joint. And this was before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I've had experiences with God since I was five years old, but I had come to a place where my heart was cold because I had been Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, and Catholic. <laughs> and I got to the point, does anybody have any power? I did not see the dudamus, the power of God. Yes. And my sweet little baby got her finger caught in a door, and it cut her finger off. And... My husband said he was crying, and we were on the way to the hospital, and he said, oh, honey, he says, he says the baby quit crying. She said her finger doesn't hurt anymore, and she was just sitting there chewing gum, and she's four years old. And, and she, I said, honey, how's your finger? She says, it doesn't hurt anymore. And my husband said, I prayed, and I said, God, if you'll just take the pain away, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And she instantly quit crying, and he said to me, you've got to say the same thing. And I said, I'm so sorry, I can't. I can't say I'll serve you all the days of my life because you took the pain. But if you'll grow me a new finger, a new bone, a new fingernail, you'll begin to be the God that can open the Red Sea, can heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. You got yourself a girl. Oh, he was upset with me. (laughs) But we got to the hospital, and, and the doctor said, where's the finger? We didn't have it. And to make a long, beautiful story... The finger came up while she was taking a bath, and the the where he had sewed the finger on, it came off in the bathtub, and the it was in the bandage. And my mother-in-law was giving her a bath, and she says, oh, Kathy, your little finger fell off. And she held her little hand up, and she says, it's all right, grandmother. I have a new one. So we had a new bone, a new finger, and a new fingernail, and God had him a new miracle worker. Yes, yes. Well, I can certainly understand that. Um, Let me ask you this, uh, Clarice. I want to take you back a little bit to what you call a sovereign turn of events. You were having this conversation with your mom, and she told you, you know what? I know what the will of God is for your life. What did she say? Well, mom told me, she said, she, while she was sitting out in the backyard where she was meditating, now I have to tell you, my mama was Baptist. <laughs> she did not believe that women should preach. You shouldn't even teach little boys in Sunday school. She said, honey, a woman, unless you can play the piano, sing, you have to know how to cook and clean. And everything was a very subsidiary position for women. So when my mother told me, she says, while I was sitting out here, praising God and meditating in his word. She said, I had a vision, and I saw you standing before thousands and thousands of people, and you were saying, come to Jesus. He is the Son of God. He is the source of all redemption. And she said, I just looked at that, and she says, and then I saw your husband, George, and the the two of you were preachers. And I I said, Mama, you've just been sitting in the sun too long, and she smiled and said to me, She said, you're right. I've been sitting in the presence of the Son of God, and you two are called to preach. Well, 
George and I, at that point in our life, I considered myself an unlikely candidate. We had five children and under 10, and we had his desire. He was a very successful real estate man, and his desire was to make millions and millions of dollars, and my desire at that time was to spend millions <laughs> I was sad and and didn't know where I was going. That was not what was going on. She just came in and she said, you are going, you are going to be a preacher. And I thought, mom, that's never going to happen. And George and I both agreed that that wasn't going to happen. But mother kept saying it over and over and over again. When I would, I'm an only child. And when I would come to see her, she'd be playing gospel music. And I said, please turn that off. That is so depressing. And she said, well, there's my little preacher girl. And it really, really irritated me. And I said, you've got to stop that. But she kept speaking it over and over and over again. And in the midst of those planting the word of God, the faith of God was at work in my mother's words. And the word of God has the power to perform itself. And she kept saying it. I have found that the will of God is always creative. God's always Mm. creating. But what activates the will of God is the spoken word of God. And mom had gotten on that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, if you believe and not doubt, you can have what you say. Yes. Not just what you pray, but what you say. She kept activating it and kept agitating me with it. But then in the fullness of time, you know, it's so funny. I said, Mom, she's in heaven now, but she lived to see that radical change in me and in my husband. And she used to laughing. She'd say to it, she said, obviously, I overprayed for (laughs) y'all. She says, you're the boldest woman I've ever seen. She says, you're against everything I, I ever thought that a woman was supposed to do. But she says, I realize that my prayers are really, me speaking the word over you has had that kind of a, mm-hmm. so she had the opportunity, you know, late in life, she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, of course, became an integral part of our church. It's just wonderful how God restores the family and brings us to that place. Yes of just loving each other and appreciating the great difference in each other. You know what? There was a power that was working in that situation that you didn't even know was happening, did you? That that power. Oh, I was just, oh, I, 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 could, not, I could not even think of that. I, you know, it was interesting. When I was in the third grade, I was, uh, oh, I just loved my third grade Sunday school teacher. She was that... Uh, sweet southern lady she had a gentle voice and she looked like everybody wanted their grandmother to look like she had white hair and just a little rotund and cute and sweet and she always had a kind word for everybody and she would always say now Clarice come sing for us and Clarice do this and she made me feel good about myself and I used to say you know when I grew up I want to be just like her Mm. and you know just talk about the power of words that sweet little lady, her name was Mrs. Fluitt, and she was a, a very distant relative of the family that I married into, not knowing anything about that. That was in the third grade. And Mrs. Fluitt, when I grew up, I became a Mrs. Fluitt also. Yes. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> I mean, the little things that God does, it says, okay, I'm listening. 
Yes, yes. You know what, uh, Clarice, I'm sure you, you've ran into this. I have. It's so easy for people to tell us sometimes, oh, just cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord. You know, and some people will look at you and say, well, Clarice is educated. She's a doctor. She's beautiful. She's articulate. She's funny. You know, I bet you she's never had the kind of cares that I've had. But you know what, for you that are listening out there, Clarice learned that lesson very well and also how to release that power of God that we've been talking about, how to release that power of God's word over her own personal family tragedy. Tell us about that, Clarice. Well, as I told you, my husband and I had five children. We had four daughters and one son. And, of course, we were at at this time that the story takes place. My youngest daughter was 13 years old. Now, you've got to know that uh, that these children were reared in an environment where uh, they had just about everything you wanted to have, and Mm -hmm. they had... I'm an only child. My husband's an only child. So they had loving grandparents. They had every, I mean, it was just, it was a great family to be reared in. And we had started in our church an outreach for young women that were bound by drugs, alcohol, and wrong relationships. And each Sunday, these girls would come in and you would, you would hear them give their testimony. Now, this is, this is interesting how this all took about. The young girls that would be in the home that we were providing for they would get up on Sunday and say, I just want to give testimony to God that this week I didn't cut myself. This week I didn't take drugs. This week I didn't have sex. This week, And, of course, everybody would just encourage them. And theirs was a story of I have a from hell to heaven testimony. And we were young and immature in in many, many ways. I tell people if they'd been a premium on ignorance, we'd all had a trophy. (laughs) God takes us from glory to glory. And... The, the kids that were in church that didn't have that kind of testimony, their testimony was one of the keeping grace of God. But people weren't too excited about hearing uh, the things that were going on in their life, overcoming, because we had these dramatic girls that were telling, wow, stories. And it's unfortunate that we want to hear more of the negative than the positive. Yes. One day, uh, Juliana came in. Now, you know, she was my prayer partner. She was the one that she prophesied, and she would sing with me. And she was just the sweetest, prettiest little thing. She was the baby, and that says it all. And she came in. She was 13, and she just fell on me, and she just started crying and crying. I said, well, sweetie, what is wrong? She said she went over to the home where these girls lived, and one of the girls had offered her a marijuana cigarette and she says mama I smoked it and I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and she was so repentant and I said well sweetheart and, and I what I didn't know about drugs I you know you hear about gateway drugs and yes. nowadays uh, marijuana is legal in so many places and they just think it's just so great and wonderful and they tout the medicinal purposes of it but we need a live on on the spot report on this thing I mean drugs whether they're drugs that you're getting from your doctor and drugs that you're getting on the street, they are going, they're based in an occult spirit. Yes. And I didn't understand that, but I, I just prayed for it. And I said, sweetheart, don't ever do that again. I said, now, you know not to do that. But there are some personalities, Donna, that I have found. One drink of alcohol, one area of drugs, they have an addictive personality. Whether we're going to call it a physical or spiritual problem, yes. it became both. And Juliana became that she went from uh, smoking 
pot until she was given some uh, meth and she was given heroin. And she would, it's just amazing how she came in contact with it. And to make a very long, sorrowful story, it was 27 years of a life that was so filled with every kind. See, when a person becomes addicted to a drug, it's not about their mother or their father, their brother, their sister, their children. Their God becomes the drug and the lifestyle. Mm. Mm-hmm. lifestyle that goes with it. Yes. Clarice, you said, now this this started, the, the smoking of the one cigarette started at 13 years old, and, and, and that was definitely a rebellious act, but that opened a door just to to that heartbreaking lifestyle that you're talking about and and actual multiple prison sentences she was in and out of different places uh and then from one end of the country to the next from florida to california uh she she was um a terrible criminal whatever she mm. had to do to get the drugs she did it sure she had two small children that she literally abandoned i mean i am telling you it was the most heartbreaking situation I never knew sure. she was or if she was alive or and uh you know you I had to strengthen myself with the joy of the Lord the scripture says uh, all of my children are disciples taught of the Lord and great is their peace and undisturbed composure and mm-hmm. continued when I did have contact with her I'd say Julie and she was like a she was like an empty dead person when I did talk to her I said, honey, the calling of God is on you. God loves you. You you can't get away from it. She says, you don't know what I've done. Mm. I said, no, you don't know what God has done. Wow. And I said, you can resist, but the day will come. Whatever has to happen is going to happen, and you're going to come out of this. And um, like I say, 27 years is a long time to walk this. In the meantime, I'm having to teach, preach, pray, prophesy. Yes. With God, all things are possible. yippee ki And I found... <laughs> that when I would share my heart about Juliana, that that would touch more people because it was everywhere I went, people had loved ones that were caught in addiction. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about the the turnaround uh, quickly before we go to break. We're going to go to break in a couple of minutes. But uh, there was one year, it was two days before Mother's Day, and she was to appear in court. There was like 40-some prisoners that were brought in there. I mean, they were shackled. They were going to be assigned to new locations. And they, they, they came in there. They had on their orange prison suits. They were called by their numbers, not even their names. And when your daughter entered the room. You didn't even think about it. You stood up to your feet. And what did you say? Well, it was an involuntary act. I didn't <laughs> think about it. Uh, when my daughter came in, you know, she'd been in, in and out of jail now for about 15 years yes. by the time this happened. And that uh, I had gone from Louisiana to Florida to go, and, and I had to find this place. I mean, no, nothing was easy. Mm-mm. But when she came in, she just dropped dead beautiful. She walked in, and when I saw her, I, and, and they were just coming in and watched all of the people in the room. There was such sadness in the room. Everybody was seeing their wife or their brother or sister. I mean, it was just it was just so sad. Yes. And um, he, was, he didn't call him by name. He was calling by number. And I just stood up and I said, sir, prisoner number, and I just gave her number out. She's mine. And Sunday is Mother's Day. And, sir, I cannot see how it would serve the great state of Florida to house and feed this prisoner. Sir, I am her mother, and I'm asking you, release her into my custody. I've come here to take her home. I am going to celebrate Mother's Day with my baby. And he just was dazed at <laughs> audacity. He said, I'm not, not the judge. I have no authority to release her. And then 
the man, after he said that, he turned to the bailiff. He says, cut her loose. Everyone in the room was <laughs> This, I am telling you, I knew this was the end. It had been 15 years. Oh, my God, you know, where is she? What's going on? Is it ever going to get any better? I met her outside the the facility. She fell on the ground. She's kissing the ground. She kissed me. We sang. We jumped. My. Mama, mama. It was just, oh, my. It was like somebody had come back from the dead. And I remember we were in the car, and she kept saying, oh, mother, the trees are beautiful. The sky is blue. She hadn't seen anything. Yes. And she said, thank you, thank you, thank you that you've come. And we, she realized what a miracle it was. Right. It just was an absolute miracle. And so I brought her home three days later, and I'm preparing breakfast for her. I'm just so excited, and I go in, and she's not there. What she had done is that she stole my clothes. She got a truck and flagged on the side of the road. She took off to California, and what she did is she took my credit card and anything else she could get in her bag, and she was gone. And I just had to realize, oh, my God, Lord Jesus, I need the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And suddenly, in my heart, I heard that Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Hmm. Quickly told me, he says, cast your care. Cast your care. Don't think about it. Forgive her. And I began to, because God showed me, he says, honey, she is in love. Her lover are drugs. And, and the addiction to the drugs and to the lifestyle had completely replaced any need she had for a mother or father hmm. or a sister or children. And she had just come totally and completely set aside into a lifestyle that was as demonic and diabolic as it could possibly be. And I realized for the first time this, I would say, Julie, how can you do this to your family? And it wasn't about that. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about my pain. I now realize this is about her. And the Lord, he said, stop asking me to do what I've already done. And then I realized her life was in his hands. He yes. was more than I did. Yes. I needed to start thanking him for his finished work. I needed to do what my mama did for me. I need to begin to create with the fruit of my lips. Yes. And begin to say, this is my heart's desire and not doubt. I needed to say the word of God. Yes. All of children are disciples taught of the Lord. Sure. Great undisturbed composure. You know what, Clarice, let's take a little break right here. And when we get back, I know everybody is on the edge of their seat and we want to find out what is this uh, daughter of yours up to now and what is going on now. But you're listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest today, Clarice Fluitt. Clarice has written a brand new book and has recorded two exclusive audio teachings to go with it. It's called The Power. We've been talking about the power, the power of God's word. And we're offering this life-changing teaching to you today, along with a 31-day devotional by Patricia King. Now, I looked at the endorsement that Clarice gives this devotional, and she says, when you get this book, you will learn to choose your words wisely and release the established will of God over your life. Never has it been so easy to position yourself for greatness. Wow. So be sure to get The Power of God's Word by Clarice Fluitt, along with the devotional, 31 Decrees of Blessing for Your Life. How would you like to have everything you need to succeed, to be completely equipped with everything necessary to be victorious in your life? Well, we're going to talk to Clarice about that when we come back. Stay with us. 
Jesus prayed to God the Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there is no sickness, lack, demonic attacks or strife. But how do we begin to obtain heaven on earth? Did you know that God's supernatural kingdom is voice activated? Clarice Fluitt wants to share with you the God-given keys to release God's word into every situation and circumstance you face and watch the supernatural kingdom of God begin to operate in your life. What I know I throw and I teach others to do the same thing. The benefit of a with God is incredible. Call now and get Clarice Fluitt's revelatory brand new book, Experiencing the Power of God's Word, and her two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Word of God, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Decrees of Blessings for Your Life, yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9517. Clarice Fluitt's brand new book contains God's toolbox for walking in the supernatural every day. God gave her key nuggets that will empower you to not only believe in God for the impossible, but to see healing and miracles manifest in your everyday life. Through her book, you will receive God's toolbox for walking in the supernatural every day. Witness the positive impact that decreeing the Word of God will have upon your life. Learn how to decree God's Word over your life regularly in a way that empowers you to victory over the forces of darkness. Understand how to decree a thing so it will be established. It will not just inform you, but it will transform you. Through Clarice Fluitt's two-part audio CD series, which is exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience, you will learn how to activate all of God's promises contained in His Word for your life. Position yourself to begin to receive creative miracles, including body parts restored, the multiplication of food, divine provision, control of the weather, amazing ideas for success, and even inventions that can revolutionize the world you live in. Clarice includes powerful prayers of impartation on these CDs, including prayers for God's pure supernatural fire, prayers to reverse every curse, prayers to open up the portals of heaven, prayers for avenues of revenue and the entrepreneurial spirit. The feedback that I get is incredible. They're coming out of debt, they're coming out of sickness, they're coming out of loneliness. They are choosing to agree with God. Plus, you will receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Decrees of Blessings for your life. It contains 31 days, each with a scripture and an inspirational devotional reading. Each devotion is followed by 10 powerful decrees for each day's theme dealing with love, fruitfulness, friends, wisdom, hope, victory, family, glory, endurance, God's presence, gladness, and more. Each daily devotional also includes an activation for you to seal God's Word in your heart and life. Don't miss out on getting Clarice Fluitt's revelatory brand new book, Experiencing the Power of God's Word, and her two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Word of God, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Degrees of Blessings for Your Life, yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9517. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9517 or Log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I am Donna Chavis, and I'm here with my very special guest, Clarice Fluitt. Now, Clarice, before we went to break, um, we were talking about your daughter, and I just wanted everybody to know, where is she now? What happened that was the final straw, and what is she doing now? Well, that is a wonderful story, and I want everyone that is listening today that you have a loved one, a friend that is 
bound by drug addiction, that there is deliverance in the name of Jesus. It is so important. You and I have to continue to create with the fruit of our lips by agreeing with the infallible, inerrant, the awesome word of God. It works. So what happened is Julie, she took my credit card, she took everything, stole from me, and she returned to a life of crime, and she ultimately overdosed on heroin and was left to die in a hotel room. She she was put on life support. She was diagnosed with absolutely no brain activity and very grim chances of any kind of recovery. It was a very discouraging prognosis. But thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph, she did recover. Her brain activity resumed. She left the hospital and was immediately returned to jail. Oh. And the judge's words to her, you know, she had to go to court. And after reviewing her case, he said to her, this was told back to me about one of the counselors that was in the room that had really had seen the greatness that was in Julie. And she went to the case and said, you have to be what, what the judge said, you have to be one of the most despicable, incorrigible plights on our society. Before I sentence you, do you have anything to say? And she said, yes, sir. And she said, sir, half of what I've done, you don't even know about. But see, she's very bold. Yes. This I know. I come from a line of champions, and I'm created for greatness, and the things that I have done do not determine who I am. And he just looked amazed, and then he says, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. He said, if you much as spit on the ground, I will put you away forever. Her sentence miraculously he was given an eight-year suspension and told that if there was the slightest infraction, she would go directly to jail to serve the entire sentence. She entered the recovery program, and kind of like the prodigal son, she came to her senses, repented, completed her sentence successfully, graduated from the drug court program, <laughs> top of her class, found her purpose, and the same judge that had sentenced her was at her graduation. And with tears in his eyes, he says, this woman's story is just like the story of Lazarus when he was raised from the dead. She is a new woman. My. Now, in this season, my precious daughter has been totally restored to her family, to her children, to her health, and her gifts and her talents. And now, she lives such an abundant life. She studied drug and alcohol counseling, majored in psychology, graduated, interned with a doctor who is a leader in comprehensive wellness and recovery. She is now the executive director of a luxury residential treatment facility for overcoming drugs, alcohol, and wrong relationships. She serves the community that she has been delivered from. What a great story. <laughs> what a great story, and what a powerful testament to the power of God's Word and speaking that over her all those years. My goodness. Well, you know, let's uh, let's change the subject just a little bit here. Uh, not about the power of God's Word. We're not going to change that subject. But, um, you know, I, I love that you talk about seeing things from God's perspective. And that's what you started doing with your daughter. Talk to us a little bit about that, Clarice. Well, you know, part of being in covenant with God is that that anytime he gives us an assignment, he says, I have given you everything you need to succeed. We always come totally and completely equipped with everything necessary to, to be in the process of a victorious life. Now, the key to the word is process. Yes. We want instantaneous everything, <laughs> line upon line, 
that we are going to go glory to glory. These things are going to take place. When you are born as a human being, you're not going to become progressively more human. You may become progressively more aware of what that humanity can can accomplish when it's trained and cleansed and loved, but you do not get a new nature until you are born again. It's the same thing. When you're born of God, you get a new nature that is not going to change because of the crazy things you do. Julie had received Christ, and she, now watch this, she had made a decision, but she had not had a conversion. Remember when the Lord was talking to, to Peter, and he says, the devil has chosen to sift you, but I've prayed that you be converted. This is a man that was a part of a healing team. He saw the lame leap, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb sing. He saw all of these things taking place, but he had not yet been converted. So when he was placed under this tremendous time where they accused him, so you're one of his disciples. He lied, he cursed, he did everything. Mm. But the reality is many people have made a decision. A decision is not a conversion, but until you make a decision, a conversion can't take place. I can decide to lose 20 pounds, but that don't make me skinny. (laughs) If I want the benefit, there is a process. There's a procedure. And so many of us are wanting healing and deliverance and prosperity and joy and peace and love and life, but, but we don't want to embrace the procedure. Sure. We have got to experience conversion, and we come to the place where we absolutely realize, let this mind that is in Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. People say, you get religion, and you're going to lose your mind. I didn't get religion. I agree with them. If you get religious, you're going to be messed up. But if you get a living, viable relationship with God, you are going to desire to embrace you get a new will. I can do anything I want to do, but I don't want to eat out of a garbage can. I don't want no. to get drunk. I don't want to do those things. I got a new want to because I now am converted. I'm, I didn't just make a decision. I had to embrace the decision I met, and those things become wonderful, wonderful. We have to choose to speak the word of God. Yes. You know, I just get so excited when I am yeah. <laughs> of the demonstration and manifestation of the power of God. You know, when we begin to investigate how to live the supernatural realm, God's going to show you how to make time your servant. We're called and we're kept, equipped to be a sign and a wonder. Yes. You know, we, we have to learn to embrace God. Yes. You want the benefit, jump up and embrace the procedure. Clarice, let me ask you. So if, if I'm understanding you correctly, I have experienced a conversion in my life. M- many of those who have, are listening have experienced that conversion. We are believers. So are you telling me, a believer, those listening and myself, anyone who's been converted and is a believer, we are already totally and completely equipped with the things that we need to be victorious? I mean, totally, absolutely, 100%. (laughs) If you want the benefit and you say, Lord God, whatever you say, well, you got to know what he's saying. You've got to get his word. You've got to say, wait a minute, this isn't information. This is transformation. Yes. Information without revelation produces imitation and ultimately leads to stagnation. Right. (laughs) That that makes sense. But revelation... Uh, the unveiling of what's already here. When God said, let there be light, that wasn't the creation of light. That was the word that says, let there be an unveiling of what's already here. Yes. We're trying to get in a room we're already in. Yes. Well, you know what? You call this. I, I know for me, I love to be able to understand about the kingdom of God. I want to learn about it. I want to understand it. But you say we need to activate it. And, and it's activated 
voice activated. Voice. Yes. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of words, which must be voice activated. We see it in our society. We've got all of these Siri, you know, talk to yes. the, and talk to the computers. We talk to the computers and give command, and we get the results. Now, how much better can we activate the word of God when we speak it? The will of God is always creative. The Word of God activates the creative will of God. It launches it to do what it was created to do. It's like a bullet. You've got, you've got a bullet. You've got a gun. You put the bullet in the gun, and you pull the trigger, and then you aim, and your target is healing and deliverance and prosperity and joy and peace, and you just continuously launch God's Word. You open your mouth. You know, the Bible says, out of your bellies flow rivers. Well, those rivers are healing and deliverance, prosperity, joy, peace. Out of your belly, you begin to speak. Every river has a mouth. Yes. Open your mouth and you flood. The way rivers are created, they go away from themselves. What keeps us in yesterday and tomorrow is that God did this a long time ago and he's going to do this in the future. So we leave nothing for the now. Rivers flow away from themselves. As long as my prayer is about I, me, and my, I have not understood the finished work of Calvary. I'm still trying to get what God says I already have. I hope that's clear. Yes, that's very clear. And it's not only clear, it's very exciting. Um, Everything, everything that you're talking about, everything that we've ever needed, ever was, ever will be, was finished from the very foundation of all time. And and God spoke it. He he activated it with his words. And he said it. Yes, he he said it. Audible word, because Jesus is the word of God made flesh. So we who are the redeemed are the flesh being made into the word of God. And the scripture says God's word that you and me will not return void, empty, but shall accomplish what it's sent forth to do. Yes. Julie was a word from the mouth of God that took incredible detours. But where the devil meant evil, God redeemed all of that and he called it into her resources where the devil meant evil, those nasty, terrible years, you think, what in the world? It's kind of like fertilizer. You don't waste your sorrow. Yes. You use that to keep you from getting bitter. You get better. And those experiences build to the metron, the measure of authority that we walk in. Mm-hmm. I choose to agree with the Word of God. Yes. And and what does it mean, Clarice? Um, it was over before it began, you know, looking at something in the realm of the finished. What does that mean? Well, I love that. Everything that was ever needed, ever was, or ever will be, was absolutely finished from the foundation of all times, what the Word of God says. The spoken Word of God by the believer activates the will and brings that which has already been created into that which we can see, what we can apprehend with our five senses. I like to talk about my five senses, my (laughs) gate, nose gate, mouth gate, ear gate, touch gate, that these are the gates. This is open all ye gates so that the king of glory can come in and go out. Glory is the manifestation of Jesus plainly seen. And in Proverbs, where it says it's a shameful thing for a servant or a slave to rule in the house of a king. Well, when you're redeemed, the king, the scripture says, your spirit, you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Your spirit, both he that sanctifies and he that is sanctified, it's the same thing. So if you believe that, you believe the word of God, a third of you already lives in sinless uh, conversion. And that your, your king is the spirit man. 
and that there are things that I have not seen, ears not heard, neither did it of the hearts of men, what God has prepared for those that love the Lord, but he hath revealed it to the spirit. And that that spirit man is trying to conform the soul, the intellect, reason, and emotion to agree with mm-hmm. the spirit. The soul agrees with the spirit. Then you've got two-thirds going here, agreeing <laughs> with the word of God. Your body, according to Proverbs, it says... It is a shameful thing for a servant or a slave to rule in the house of God. Scripture says the carnal mind is at enmity with God. So your carnal senses, those five professors, are professing facts. Facts and truth are not the same thing. Yes. You can have many facts that are just completely, oh, this is happening, that's happening, and we it's kind of like fake news. <laughs> yes. Brought in. So your mind has to be changed, transformed, so when those Five senses are sending in information. The soul says, no, the spirit has shown me I have a new mind. And that we cause the servant to shut up and begin <laughs> to speak the word of God. Don't let, don't let the soul, don't, don't let the soul be inundated by the report of your flesh. Yes, yes. Now, you talk about the believer's rest. Once we can, we can understand that, and we, and we take that word, and we start speaking that word, and then we mix it with our faith, what can happen? Well, you've, you've got Hebrews 4, 2, that says the gospel is preached to us as well as to them, but the word, the word of God, which they heard did not profit them because they did not mix with faith in those who heard it. There's a mm-hmm. difference between simply hearing something and mixing it with faith. Sure. There are those that take the word, they mix it with faith, and they'll go right into the realm of the unseen. They'll begin to bring healing and deliverance and prosperity, all these wonderful things because they... They know the earth and the fullness does belong to God. They are the ambassadors with dominion being their calling. They are created to be in charge of the earth, to rule in the place of Christ. That's what the, when when you believe these supernatural encounters begin to take place in your life, that ultimately, ultimately, this is great. God is the operator of everything. Jesus is the administrator of the estate of God. The Holy Spirit is the manifestor of the word and the will of God. So people say, what's my purpose? Well, if it is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives, then obviously I've been created to administrate the estate of God by agreeing with God and agreeing with his word. Mm -hmm. My calling, that is my election, Mm -hmm. and the benefits of being in the position of I am seated in heavenly places, I've entered God's best, I'm resting from my labors of trying to get what I've already got. I am not frustrating the grace of God. Yay! Yay! (laughs) You know what? We're going to take a break in just a second, but uh, Clarice, I don't want this moment to slip by us without maybe praying for our listeners because I just, I feel like if if you would just pray for them now because, you know, you're teaching them uh, uh, if they can understand this and grasp this revelation and this power of speaking the word and then mix it with their faith, so many supernatural encounters can take place in their own lives. Will you pray right before we go to break? Oh, the Lord God, I just thank you right now that you have come to reveal to us, Lord, to unveil to us that everything that is needed has been supplied. Lord God, let our spirit man and our soul begin to agree with the Word of God. Lord God, 
I pray for those that are listening today that they will come up higher, that they will come up higher, that they will come up higher, that begging and pleading is not interceding, but decreeing, proclaiming, and establishing the infallible and errant and awesome word of God. Lord, take the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and make it acceptable to you. Yes. Lord, I release into the very atmosphere the antidote to the Antichrist spirit. I do bind the spirits of drug addiction. I do bind the brokenhearted spirits. Lord God, we take authority over the sickness, over the frustration, over the sorrow, over the bad and negative things. You've said that we are to administrate the estate of God from a revelation of rest. Lord, I just simply administrate by saying what you say, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, if you believe and not doubt, you can have what you say. God, I pray the understanding and comprehension that our countenance, our conduct, our conversation must be just absolutely in alignment with the Word of God. Help us, O Lord, to order our conversation righteous unto him that orders his conversation. Violently seize our tongue. Unto him will I show the salvation of God. Lord, you said the moment, the moment that we see Jesus, we'll be just like him. So, Lord, help us to see Christ in one another, to see no man except in Christ. Lord God, in the authority of the name of Jesus, take religion out of our uh, processor. And let us move into the reality of a living, viable relationship with the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Yes, yes. And I will add a so be it right on to the end of that, Clarice. Um, I'm Donna Chavis, and you're listening to Messianic Vision with our very special guest today, Clarice Fluitt. Sid and I definitely want you to get Clarice's brand new book, The Power of God's Word, and her two exclusive audio teachings just for you. You'll also get 31 Decrees of Blessing for Your Life. When we come back, Clarice is going to talk to us about activating some more God's Word in our lives and becoming who you already are. Let's talk about that when we come back. Don't miss it. Jesus prayed to God the Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there is no sickness, lack, demonic attacks, or strife. But how do we begin to obtain heaven on earth? Did you know that God's supernatural kingdom is voice activated? Clarice Fluitt wants to share with you the God-given keys to release God's word into every situation and circumstance you face. And watch the supernatural kingdom of God begin to operate in your life. What I know I throw and I teach others to do the same thing. The benefit of a with God is incredible. Call now and get Clarice Fluitt's revelatory brand new book, Experiencing the Power of God's Word, and her two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Word of God, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Decrees of Blessings for Your Life, yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9517. Clarice Fluitt's brand new book contains God's toolbox for walking in the supernatural every day. God gave her key nuggets that will empower you to not only believe in God for the impossible, but to see healing and miracles manifest in your everyday life. Through her book, you will receive God's toolbox for walking in the supernatural every day. Witness the positive impact that decreeing the Word of God will have upon your life. Learn how to decree God's Word over your life regularly in a way that empowers you to victory over the forces of darkness. 
darkness. Understand how to decree a thing so it will be established. It will not just inform you, but it will transform you through Clarice Fluid's two-part audio CD series, which is exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. You will learn how to activate all of God's promises contained in His Word for your life. Position yourself to begin to receive creative miracles, including body parts restored, the multiplication of food, divine provision, control of the weather, amazing ideas for success, and even inventions that can revolutionize the world you live in. Clarice includes powerful prayers of impartation on these CDs, including prayers for God's pure supernatural fire, prayers to reverse every curse, prayers to open up the portals of heaven, prayers for avenues of revenue and the entrepreneurial spirit. The feedback that I get is incredible. They're coming out of debt, they're coming out of sickness, they're coming out of loneliness. They are choosing to agree with God. Plus, you will receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Decrees of Blessings for Your Life. It contains 31 days, each with a scripture and an inspirational devotional reading. Each devotion is followed by 10 powerful decrees for each day's theme dealing with love, fruitfulness, friends, wisdom, hope, victory, family, glory, endurance, God's presence, gladness, and more. Each daily devotional also includes an activation for you to seal God's Word in your heart and life. Don't miss out on getting Clarice Fluid's revelatory brand new book, Experiencing the Power of God's Word, and her two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Word of God, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, receive this bonus book by Patricia King, 31 Degrees of Blessings for Your Life, yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9517. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9517 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis here with uh, Clarice Fluitt, and we are having a marvelous time talking about the power of God's Word. Clarice, talk to us a little bit about revelation versus reality. Well, this is so important for us as believers to get a hold of this because there are things that look like something that they're not, and we have to have that discerning spirit to know the difference. As we consider the finished work of Jesus Christ in light of revelation versus reality, then we begin to understand many, many times that we have knowledge of something, but we don't yet have an experience. The things of God become yours by the reason of use. You begin to say, I have received salvation. Well, when did you receive it? When you believed it, it became yours. And then you began to act differently. People, it's like you go to the church, you get married, and after you've said all the words and been to the party and got the gifts, then you go back to your house and your beloved goes back to his. And somebody asks you uh, a little later, said, well, how's married life? He said, well, you know, I really can't see that it's any different because I went back to living the old life that I lived mm-hmm. before I entered a covenant. And many people come and they make a decision for Christ, but they do not stay and embrace the lifestyle of covenant. So the reality that we have to understand, we we have to know that if you want the benefit, there is a procedure. And if I have a revelation that I'm accepted by the Lord, but I'm continuously feeling rejected, you better learn how to reject rejection. You see, yeah. my emotions are telling me that my revelation is not lining up with the reality. God wants us to be flexible by working from a position of wholeness and yes. healing, 
not from being beggars and pleaders and keep asking God to do what he says he's already done. All you, all of our needs have been judicially met in an unseen realm, but it's with the understanding that you begin to release the Word of God. You release wealth and wisdom and knowledge and grace and wholeness over everything and everybody as the Spirit of God leads us. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you a little story. I, this, I think this is so funny. My son-in-law loves animals, and he particularly loves birds. And he got him a parrot named Lola. And the only thing she ever said was, I'm so sad. And we just didn't understand. I'd say, James, can the bird talk? And he says, yes. And he would say, Lola, Lola. And she would screech out, I'm so sad. And she would cry. (laughs) Now, you, you understand that is not a real positive thing to have in your household, yelling at any given moment, I am so sad. The power of those words were very, uh, they, they had power even coming from a bird because you'd say, I don't need a bird that's always saying something negative. But we found out that the previous owner was a very depressed lady. That's why they sold the birds so cheap eventually. <laughs> After time and time and time, my son-in-law taught the bird to say the name of his wife, and he would say, I love you, Deborah. I love you, Deborah." Well, the words were better, but there was no life. There was no revelation behind it. It was the same sad voice. I love you, Deborah." Woo-hoo-hoo. And, you know, I found Christians can be taught what to say, but if there's no revelation behind what they're saying, it's, it's, it's a voice, that activation that produces nothing, but there is no faith or understanding attached to it. You see, if Lola could be delivered from her foul speech, you and I can choose to agree. You know, there are many people that are saying, uh, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, you need to get to read the rest of that. The devil believes Jesus is the Son of God. Right. It not do him any good. If you want the benefit, there's a procedure. If you say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that he's coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead. There'll never be an end to his kingdom. I'm a part of that kingdom. Then my position is to administrate the estate of God from not the information, but the revelation of a finished work. Your words have to have faith behind them. Poor old Lola, she just learned how to say words. She didn't mean anything. Polly wants yes. Well, Polly doesn't know what a cracker is. She doesn't. I mean, they don't have knowledge. They're they're Christians like that. They're saying things that they've never had an experience with. We must have an experience with God. Yes. Found out that a person with an experience is going to thank God for doctrine. I believe in good sound doctrine. It'll determine your destiny and those that you talk to also. But the things of God become yours as you use them. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they said, open your mouth, open your mouth, babble like a baby. I didn't know what they were talking about. And I said something like, but, but. And they said, that's it, that's it. And I said, oh, my goodness, I have fallen into the twilight zone. They were shaking a tongue out of me. I mean, that that was good old-fashioned Pentecost. And I went in not knowing a thing in the world. And I would hear other people, you know, do this. And I'd get in my room, but, 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 but. And finally I said, Lord, what am I doing? He says, you're, you're talking, you're not speaking in an unknown tongue. You're babbling like a baby. Open your mouth. If an evil father knows how to give you a gift, how much more the Heavenly Father know to give you the Holy Spirit? If you ask, well, I said, okay, I got it. And then I'd open my mouth and I'd just keep doing what I'd always done. But, 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 but. 
And the Lord says, you are going to have to do the speaking. I'll do the inspiring. But if you keep doing what you've already done, and that's not working, that's a study in insanity. And I just tell you, the faith of God raised up in my heart. And I said, but, 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 oh, my goodness, I'm telling you, I found the mother load, and I think it became mine as I pursued it with my whole heart. I wanted it. The same thing if you desire with your whole heart. I wanted to prophesy so bad. I am telling you, if anybody has been passionate about wanting to prophesy and wanting to see words of knowledge and words of wisdom, discerning of spirit, tongues, interpretation, tongue, prophecy, healing, miracles, faith, I wanted it all. I wanted it all. And God showed me what you received was the Holy Spirit. There are so many people that what I received was tongues or what I received was a word of not. You received everything at one time. I believe it. I receive it. It's mine. Yes. I'm about to get excited. Yes, I think you are. You're getting me excited, too. <laughs> you know what, Clarice, throughout this whole show, you have been continually challenging us as believers to agree with God's word. You know, bottom line, how do we do that? What do we say? What do we do? Well, when the circumstances of life, the difference between facts and truth, the facts come in and say, well, you don't have any money in the bank. That's a fact. But the truth is the Word of God. The Word of God says, even in salvation, most people are not understanding that when you say you're saved, you're agreeing with God and saying, I am healed, I am delivered, and I am rich. That's what salvation means, Mm -hmm. healed, delivered, and rich. But my facts or my circumstances are not agreeing with my covenant So I have to decide in my soul, my intellect, reason, and emotion, will I agree with the facts or will I agree with the Word of God? Yes. We have a millisecond to do that, that say your finances are under a great attack and the facts are you can't pay for your car, you can't pay for your house, you can't pay tuition, you don't have a job, there's no avenue of revenue. I mean, it's it's a fact. Yes. Okay. Now, I have to take this to a higher law. The Word of God says you are healed, you are delivered, you are prosperous. So I, I, I've got that scripture in Isaiah where it says every time you shake a tambourine, God lays a hammer on the head of the devil. I like that. <laughs> I learned how to battle with the rattle of a tambourine. I take my checkbook in those, those days that those things were happening and all of it was challenged. And I say, you are lying facts from the pit of hell. I know that you are appearing to be real, but the carnal mind is in enmity with God. And these five professors of mine are being renewed by the washing of the water of the word of God. I am not moved by what I see. I'm calling from the realm of the impossible. And I would begin to shake my tambourine. I would pray in tongues and I would tell, devil, you're old and ugly. You'll never know the love of God. You've lost your glorified body. And I... Right now, I pray that God, the angels of God pursue you on a dark and slippery path, and the hole you dug for me, I'm putting it into you. For every second you oppress me, I claim a soul for the kingdom of God. I just learned to reverse that. Yes. And the thing is that I began to agree with God. I am rich and not poor. I am healed, not sick. And, all you know, I've had the opportunity to fight all of these, sickness and death, doom and destruction. It's all around us. It's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. But there's a higher law, mm-hmm. kind of like gravity and lift. Yes. One doesn't do away with the other one. It employs it. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? We we spoke a little bit earlier uh, when we were going to break. I believe I had told everyone that, that you're going to talk to us about becoming who we, listen to this, who we already are. 
becoming who we already are. That has to do with agreeing with God. You know, we, we had talked earlier about the fact is that it, all things were over before it began. Jesus was crucified before the councils of glory in eternity past. It was all done. Now, it has to be lived out in this realm. It has to be done. And so we come to the place and say, Father, I choose to agree with the Word of God yes. and that I am seeing things from God's perspective. I, part of us being in covenant with God is that anytime He gives us an assignment, He says, I've given you everything you needed to succeed. So I have to see myself as a success. In my particular walk with God, I have found the only thing He ever has asked me to do were impossible things, things I did not have the talent, the gift, the money, the resources. And then I realized that my resource was God. It was the, the, the source of everything. I am not a beggar or a pleader. I am a child of God, and it's his responsibility. If I ask without doubt, yes. I can have what I say. So many people say, when I pray, you know, whatsoever things you are passionate about, the word desire, whatsoever thing you're passionate, not just, oh, it'd be nice if I could get my bills paid. Yes. No, today, this day, I am putting a demand up on the benefits of my covenant. The Lord God says that whatsoever things I am passionate about, when I pray that I say his word, God, you said, you said, you said, you said, and I decree it, I sing it, I shout it. Yes. These are the things you have to do. You have to activate your faith. If you're going to be lukewarm about it, you are already, from God's perspective, you are already seated in heavenly places at the right hand of majesty. And from that place, you administrate the estate of God, telling the enemy you have no power, you have no authority, mm. you are a defeated foe, and that this sounds controversial, but I am totally convinced that everything that you see that is negative on the face of the earth is the result of the church calling the negative things out, saying this is bad, this mm. is bad, we're going down, da-da-da-da-da. If the church would agree with God, we would see a triumphant, glorious church. If the church would begin to say what God says, you would see ministering spirits sent forth from God that come and aid those who are the yes. of salvation. You would see a divine influence. What we see in Sid's life is a result. Of, he doesn't have faith in God. He has the faith of God yes. because he has exercised that. It is available for the whosoever. But you've got to get a new set of eyes and begin to, when you look in the mirror of the Word of God, you see yourself, I am a victorious champion. I, there's more to me than what you see. I might look like a human being, but if you could unzip, <laughs> God would jump out because I am a God house. Behold, the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God is with the redeemed. So wherever you go, you're yes. in God. Yes. And you know what, Clarice? That was one of the most exciting things that I found in this teaching of yours. Uh, you know, if, if we start activating the Word of God by speaking it, that that spoken Word is not making us something that we're not or becoming something that we're not. It's it's spoken so that we can become what we already are. When, oh, my goodness, I, I was just so excited when I started grasping that. It says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be made ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. Well, I read that for years thinking that what I had to do is I had to study to become approved by God. But when you study and you find out 
because of what Christ has done, and you've chosen to believe that, you have become as righteous as God. Mm -hmm. Your righteousness has been imputed to you because when God looks at you, he views you through the blood of the Lamb. All he looks at is Jesus. And when you begin to say, I'm just a poor, wretched sinner saved by (laughs) grace, well, the Word of God says, I was a poor, wretched sinner. I got saved by grace. Now I'm a son of God. Yes. Now I'm a new creation, a heavenly species. Yes. So... When that becoming who you already are, that you you begin to agree with God, so that we might see the manifestation of what God has already said. If right have to have manifestations of the power of God, and it's it's incredible. It's just incredible. God's work is incredible. It is incredible, and it's very exciting. Uh, Clarice, if if those that are listening would like to contact you, how do they do that? They just go at, go to my website. It's Clarice Fluid, C-L-A-R-I-C-E. Fluid is F-L-U-I-T-T dot org. And just let me hear from you what we can set our faith in agreement with your circumstances and situations. And we're, we we do a lot of things. I might be in your town. Just yes. Something any day now. And <laughs> that would be awesome. And I want you to pray for those that have been listening today uh, that that this revelation would just find a place in their in their spirits and they will grasp it for everything that they are. And this teaching, not that they would become who they are not, but that they would become who they already are. Would you pray, Clarice? Oh, gracious God, Father, we have to speak those things which be not things not seen as though they are. Lord God, we have to do that by agreeing with and decreeing the infallible and errant and awesome word of God. Lord, we are a word from the heart of God. We are little adjectives and adverbs and all the different parts of speech looking to where we fit into the body of Christ. Lord, we are legitimate heirs with Christ on the earth. It's it's the believer's responsibility and great privilege to take dominion on evil, wicked things, on the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, the source is always greater than the resource. The source of our power. It says the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And the source is uh, the force is the Holy Ghost. Lord, let us believe and activate this great process of taking command with the spoken voice that. The frequencies of God that are released out of Zion, the dwelling place of God. Lord God, I thank you right now that there are times when we are seeing the presence of the Lord and praying the word of God that as revelatory things begin to happen. Lord, we might say something as simple as, I thank you, I praise you, I bless you. And suddenly we catch the wind of the Spirit. We find the flow of what God is saying, and your Spirit jumps up. You begin to understand things you never understood. Lord God, let the Spirit of not information but revelation be upon so that transformation can take place. I thank you, Lord, that we will learn from this teaching. It is our privilege to activate the Word of God, which causes things to be seen. This unseen realm is not over some great mystical wall. It's within the believer. It's called Christ in you, the hope of glory, the manifestation of Jesus Christ plainly seen. Lord, we decree into the atmosphere, take authority over plots, plans, schemes, thoughts, and ideas that the evil one has. And we remind him, you are a completely, absolutely defeated foe, and the church is awakening to its destiny to be the sons of God, standing in the stead of Christ and executing the judgments of God that have already been written. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Thank you, Clarice. I'm Donna Chavis, and I want to extend a very special thanks to our guest today, Clarice Fluitt. And thank you for joining us for this edition of Messianic Vision. And now, here's Sid to tell you how you can get Clarice Fluitt's brand new book and her exclusive teaching series, The Power of God's Word. Sid? Did you know that God's kingdom is voice activated? Do you want to see the invisible and hear the inaudible? Dr. Clarice Fluitt wants to teach you how in her new book, The Power of God's Word. Be sure to get Clarice's dynamic new book, The Power of God's Word, along with her exclusive two-CD teaching series, Activating the Power of God. You'll also receive the devotional by Patricia King, 31 Decrees of Blessing for Your Life. When you listen to Dr. Fluitt's teaching, the joy of the Lord and the faith of God is going to overtake you. All of these amazing resources are available for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at SidRoth.org. Once again, SidRoth.org. Be sure to ask for offer number 9517. Once again, that's offer number 9517.